I'm confused. I've downloaded a series of apps and taken a number of online courses and read loads of books, but I'm still not sure if I really get what meditation is and how I should go about it. All right, so fabulous question, fabulous topic. And that actually, that question, I think really exemplifies in many ways what good meditative practice is all about. So you're already at least halfway there. <laughs> because I think there's an attitude of humility in it. Topics like meditation that are as, as deep and existential uh, as meditation is because it involves recognizing what human cognition is and how it functions, different ways of managing and gaining attention. Uh, some people have used it for spiritual purposes, other people use it for psychological therapeutic purposes, other people use it for personal development. This is deep and sophisticated, so uh, to try and think that you've nailed it is probably a bad starting point to begin with. So that kind of attitude of space and inquiry is a really useful starting point. However, I think the question raises a really important point, which is, what the hell is going on? What are we actually trying to achieve? And, you know, when we're not sure of something, very often we do our research, we download apps and we read books and so on, but sometimes we just get all the more confused as a result. And I mean, one of the main reasons for this is because a lot of the time what happens is a particular method is developed and somebody advocates it as being a good, useful method of meditation. Um, and it's not that it isn't very effective, uh, but I think if we use examples like physical fitness, it becomes a bit clearer that one person might get fit by doing yoga and another person might do taekwondo or another martial art, another person might do kickboxing, another person might like to run, another person might use Pilates. And I think with those examples we get that on a higher level, there's something that we might call physical fitness. But we'd understand that there are many different methods, and of course, within those, many sub-methods that we can use to try and develop fitness. So I think that's the issue with meditation. So I think the main thing I would say is don't be too bewildered. There are many practices, and we don't need to be entirely relativistic about this and say, oh, there's no one right practice, because there may actually be a better fit of a practice for you based on the goals that you have, based on your own kind of personality type, based on your experiences. And we could even go the, the opposite direction. We could say that there may definitely be a wrong practice or at least a wrong stage to engage in a certain type or level of practice. Like as an obvious example, if you've got a really busy mind and you've done very little meditation and you go on a, a two-week silent retreat as your first step. They normally wouldn't allow you to, but if you were to do that, that could be a bad idea. That's not necessarily going to be healthy for you. You're probably better off having something a bit different, maybe something that could meet the pace of where you're already at and then help you progress in a direction that matches what you want for yourself. So th these are the kinds of considerations I think it's very important to start with. So when you see all of these various methods Treat them as suggestions, if you would, and treat them like the example of um, fitness programs or different routines that you might practice. So it's not that they're necessarily right or wrong. It's that more the journey is finding what is a fit for you, and you may need to 
travel through a few different methods to find something that is particularly a good fit for you. But I think if you're in that place where you're uh, at least engaging at all, you're in a very good place because any method tends to be a very good starting point. But hopefully there's a kind of a, a reflective practice going on so that you're not, um, you're not uh, just trying to forcibly use a technique and externally apply it to yourself. The whole point, if we're using meditation in any way reflectively, is that it's a tool of inquiry rather than kind of an end result that you're trying to force upon yourself. So what we're trying to practice, I suppose, if we, if we try and define meditation in some way, is we're practicing attention, but also intention. So attention is very important because there's this question of, you know, where is your concentration at any given moment? And all too often, it's been pulled in any number of different directions. So practicing, just like you would practice with fitness, developing muscle tone, practicing engaging in one direction or another is really, really useful. And that doesn't mean getting it right all the time. Again, it's not even clear that there is a right place to be focused all the time. It's more something that needs to be maybe shifted day to day based on what your needs are. But of course, like exercise, if you've got some practice in stopping, maybe being able to reflect inwardly, and then at times maybe reflect outwardly a little bit more, that's a very useful skill set to have developed. So any tool or any set of, of tools that helps you practice and develop that is very, very helpful. And uh, intention then is the other piece of that jigsaw. So regardless of what our attention is on, there are different modes, I suppose, in which we can focus on a thing. So I think the simplest example of this is, if we think of physical fitness and what you lift, so which object you choose to pick up is an open question. If you, if you work in a warehouse and are you lifting this box or that box or the other box, there may be better and worse boxes for you to lift. But there's also the question of how you lift the boxes. Do you lift with your back or lift with your legs or do you hold them out or hold them close to you? So similarly with meditative practice, there are maybe different ways in which you can focus your attention as in different subjects of your attention. But there are also different kind of postures or stances that you might choose to adopt, uh, which are different ways of engaging attention. So I'm summarizing a bit here and it's not really the case that you need to go, all right, got that and then you know master it in any sense. More of these are just categories that point the door of maybe some of the considerations during meditation that you start to reflect a bit and you think, well, yeah, actually, what am I focused on typically in a day-to-day -day sense? That's a really interesting question. And how do I focus on it? You know, maybe I'm focusing on a goal, but, but maybe the way in which I'm pursuing the goal has a lot of tension and pressure around it. So maybe I'm focused even on the present moment, but maybe I'm trying really hard to be present and that actually is causing stress for me maybe that's something I need to be aware of. So that kind of awareness is useful. And different styles or different methods of meditation very often help us with different needs that we might have. So I'm particularly interested in my own research and practice in you know, considering this space between the concrete, which we could roughly call the here and the now, the things that we see in front of us, what's happening in the now externally, versus on the other hand the imaginary or those ideas that we're able to visualize and picture 
you know so if you see a table in front of you okay we've got a physical table but you can also close your eyes and you can also experience a table which there doesn't need to be one in front of you you can just perceive that table and you can be aware of it so I, I think a very useful goal of meditation in, in terms of my research how I like to define it is helping to cultivate uh, what we can call equilibration which is a big fancy word that uh, Jean Piaget used a developmental psychologist to talk about kind of finding that balance between existing information and new information what's in front of you and kind of what you already have schemas he, he would describe or belief systems around the map and the territory so this is something we need to constantly update uh, just like a GPS system because if you have a GPS system and you rely on it too much but it's out of date it's going to cause you problems so equally we can have beliefs about ourselves or about the world but they can be out of date and we're caught up in them a little bit too much so therefore being a bit more mindful and present can be a way to set aside some of those preconceived notions and update our GPS system which is really useful uh, now sometimes we might need to go the other direction it's less of an issue when you think of mindfulness practice a lot of the time it's about getting out of the head and just being with what's in front of you or noticing what's happening internally in a moment-to-moment -moment sense in principle though there's no reason mindfulness can't be just about also getting into the imagination a little bit more but intentionally it's just that for most of us we tend to be caught up in thoughts a little bit more than we're caught up in the present moment if you are just too caught up in the present moment and you're not using your imagination and you're not giving that space that is also an issue you might want to mindfully engage in the other direction but a lot of the time what's happening is uh, is that we are caught up in thought and those perceived notions which look an awful lot like the present moment you know we depict a person a certain way in our mind we have an expectation of what's going to happen at a job interview that's coming up or we worry about something down the road and it's not that it's wrong necessarily to do any of these things, but the problem is they are just scenarios. And if we take them a little bit too seriously, and the problem is we're missing out on the raw data of what is actually in front of us. And if we were to focus on that, we may be able to see that actually things aren't as challenging as we thought they were. Or even if they are challenging, that we have resources that we mightn't have noticed that we can use to address those challenges. Uh, or maybe the challenge that we worried about doesn't actually exist, but another one does, and then we can prepare positively for that. Whereas if we get too crystallized in our expectations, that can cause some challenges. So keeping contact with the concrete can be useful in that way. You know, just grounding yourself and bringing yourself back down to earth again. And this is not, you know, somebody could use this in a patronizing way and they could say, oh, you're worried, it's just in your mind, it's your imagination. Not necessarily. You might ground yourself and go, my gosh, things are much worse than I realized they were. But you're still in a better place because you've got that breathing room now and that space between you and what's happening. You can see it and you can define it a bit more. You can clarify what it is and what it isn't. And that gives you a bit of room to respond a little bit more effectively so many ways in which to achieve that and this in a sense is the the journey of life itself so i don't think worry too much about nailing meditation and don't even worry too much about defining it but i suppose if we have that idea of attention and intention and how important these things are and how it might make sense to practice them in a day-to-day -day sense well then that's a really really good starting point and then within that 
like uh, different forms of fitness or even different diets that you might use. There's various ways to be healthy. So maybe starting from that place of exploring attention and intention, then just give yourself a bit of room to explore and to train and to try different practices and to see reflectively then how they affect you as, as you use them. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or at JFL.com.